Welcome to the Numerologist Podcast, where we bring you a very special guest every single week to help guide you on your spiritual journey, live with abundance, and inspire your soul. Hi, Numerologist community, and welcome back to another episode of the Numerologist Podcast with me, Rose. And today I'm here again with our favorite numerologist, Roy. Hey, Roy. Hey, how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing okay. Awesome. Okay, so we're talking about the achievement number today. So why don't we start out by explaining what the achievement number actually is? Well, uh, first, before, before we start talking about what it is, I want to preface it by saying that this is one of my favorite elements in the numerology chart because it has so many uses, and it's uh, so handy. Everybody should know their achievement number. It has a lot to do with the personality and the character, mostly about our early life and how we respond uh, to things, how we've learned to respond to things, our habitual ways of dealing with situations. And it also controls the personal years. So, uh, in other words, if you know your, um, how do I put it? If you know your achievement number, then you can know exactly what the personal years, months, and days are, you know, for you at any given time. And it takes less than a minute to do that. So I use it a lot in quick readings when I or the person I'm doing a reading for don't have the time to go through all the details of the full chart, okay? There are some things that are easy to see with the achievement number, and there are some things that can only be found by um, an expert in numerology, but beginners almost always miss the most important and relevant things in the chart because of not realizing the importance of this achievement number. And that's because, you know, popular astrology uh, pretty much uh, ignores everything except the basic definitions of the sun and moon, if they go that far, um, leaving you with nothing that's useful and usually not even entertaining. And the majority of people trying to learn numerology have less than that to extract some gotchas from (laughs) to impress people, okay? So, uh, and that's because most of them spend most of their time trying to memorize set meanings for the nine basic numbers and make up definitions and metaphysics for uh, 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 whatever they're seeing that really don't make any sense whatsoever, Okay, so what I'm going to try to do is to give you some personal experience and, and tips about this achievement number and some things you can do with it in order to help improve your knowledge of numerology so that you can actually make sense of some of the most basic principles of numerology and learn some simple ways to help you uh, direct your own future, help you create your own future. I, I think it's the most practical starting point for anyone trying to understand numerology. And as a matter of fact, if I was writing a book on this subject, it would be my first chapter. Wow, that's so interesting. So, so let me get this right. So, this sounds like a a crash course in being a great numerologist, right? Is that what we're doing here? (laughs) 
Yeah, I guess we could call it that. Um, <laughs> we're calling it an introduction and in being a great numerologist. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, mostly it's about the basics of what the achievement number can and will do for you once you learn how to uh, use it properly. It's like one of those kind of things in a science fiction movie when they say, what if this knowledge fell into the wrong hands? (laughs) It's almost like a magic trick. Once you know how it's done, you can do it and amaze people by talking them as far down the rabbit hole as they want to go. Okay. Got it. Okay, cool. So with that in mind, where do we start? With the calculation. Nothing could be easier. The achievement number is the sum of the month and day of birth. When you ask people their birthday, that's usually what they say. A lot of people, young and old, don't like revealing their age. You don't need their age. Okay, and I'm going to tell you why in a few minutes. Even if they do give you all three pieces of the life path, which is a month, day, and year, uh, this is enough to start a good reading for them or for yourself without even having to memorize what the life path numbers mean. All right? So um, let's see. When you have the month and day, you're looking for the numerological sum which means that you're reducing it to a number between one and nine, or you're saving it as one of the four karmic numbers, 13, 14, 16, and 19, or one of the master numbers, 11, 22, and 33. In fact, this is the only place in all the life path numbers, the way you work the life path numbers, that you'll find a 33. Um, In name numbers, it's quite common, but the 33 shows up in the achievement number and does not show up in the life path or in the uh, um, uh, 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 whatever, the birthday number. You know, there's no 33rd day of the month. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense because I I do remember us talking about, you know, there was no 33 um, in those life path numbers. So how how come it shows up here and not in the life path number? Okay. Well, it's because it's the, uh, um, in every month of the year, except for January and February, there's a sum of the month and day that equals 33. Okay, in January, the month number is one, and the last day of the month is 31. That's only 32. That's a five. In February, even during a leap year, when there are 29 days in February, the month number is two, and that only leaves us with 31. March is a different story, of course, because March is the third month of the year, so March the 30th is the thirty-three. April the 29th is the 33, all the way through December the 21st, which is the 33, and so on. Well, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, the master numbers and and the karmic numbers as well, and why we should be concerned with them? Yeah, it's important not to miss them. Um, And uh, um, the reason that it's not so important not to miss them, because the numbers ring uh, uh, um, too many bells, you know, that can distract you from what's important. Uh, See, we analyze most compound numbers 
by considering the two digits of the compound number and combination. Like 12 is like one and three put together. You know, the karmic numbers are special because they have meanings that are special and are outside of the individual digits meanings. When we're analyzing the achievement numbers, we start by looking at the core issues that a person's going to experience in their life. These are a little different from the challenges of the life path and the challenge of the birthday and the challenges we find the name numbers because there's special characteristics of the achievement that might stand in the way of a person making the best of that number. It, with the master numbers, the same thing is true, okay? Despite what they are called, the person who has them in significant positions still has issues like any other human being. And when they are identified as being the achievement number, these uh, issues are usually quite pronounced in their life, okay? Um, so let me give you some details on those. Awesome, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's start with 11. 11 is very positive and intuitive number. 11 is a clever thinker, as well as being a good organizer or negotiator. But the core issue is that their visionary and intuitive powers show them how things should be the way they think they should be anyway. And they tend to be frustrated when they're not able to bring them into line with their ideals, okay? This causes a lot of uh, the mental tension and high-strung nature of 11s, all right? And uh, it also has their, uh, shows their tendency to pursue any means they find to learn how to do or make things different than the way they are. Once they stop beating up on themselves, um, this can enable them their uniqueness, the uniqueness of their character can give them um, very amazing ways to vent the frustration they feel. You can see this in many, many, many characters who are, uh, who have 11 as the birthday or um, let's see 11 or yeah, 11 is usually the only one that pops up as a birthday number. Uh, we can see it in even more pronounced in people who have 11 as a uh, achievement number. And in fact, it's even more pronounced as an achievement number than it is as a life path. Um, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. <laughs> okay. 13 can be innovative and somewhat visionary as well, but the 13 is more experimental. The core issue usually has to do with their problem of accepting people's advice. You know, the 13 is the kind of person who doesn't pay attention to the uh, beware of dog sign or the wet paint sign and touches it to go, yeah, they're right. You know, in other words, <laughs> it's, it's a person who will test the reality around them. Um, but at the same time, people with this number are often good. It's science, the law, where finding proof is the main thrust of their uh, uh, occupation, okay? When they don't, they try to prove things a lot. <laughs> when they're not involved in one of these kind of professions, uh, they like to, you know, prove it, prove it. <laughs> okay, 14. Now, 14 has the more is better issue. 
Uh, these are the kind of people you find driving around in cars with the uh, uh, mufflers removed, so they make more noise. You know what I mean? They tend to be excessive and more addiction prone than any of, of the other numbers that uh, sums to five, because five has that problem. All the five numbers have that problem, but in 14, it's pronounced. It's like uh, someone who tells you, you know, I only drink on occasion. Well, what's the occasion? Well, I happen to have some alcohol around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's like 14s of the fives who get upset when their favorite TV show gets canceled or their favorite snack is out of stock at the store, you know, what, no Cheetos today? Oh, my, I'm never coming here again. You know, that's 14, okay? Um, they may be, um, uh, but at the same time, they're very flexible and bent on enjoying themselves. Um, they're good at finding or creating new things. In, in the past, I've uh, uh, called this the rock star number because of, you know, these rock stars who just start playing these long guitar solos or drum solos, and they just keep going and going. And uh, 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 on top of that, the rock stars, you know, have that, 14 problem that I've spoken of before, being too loud, liking the party too hard, you know, and doing things over and over again and getting the same results, you know. The 16, now this one has a core issue that's kind of complicated. You wouldn't think about this if you're just thinking about one and six, but it's an issue about following your head instead of your heart. Okay. It seems to me like people with 16 have strong instincts and intuition and gut feelings, but they tend to ignore them because uh, they uh, uh, believe um, that uh, just uh, what you see is what you get or something like that. They'll have these gut feelings, but they'll tend to ignore them. Uh, like when shopping, and ends up having to throw it away because they find out that it doesn't live up to its promise. And then they'll find that they couldn't get a refund. You know, things like that. Like you go out, you see these shoes. I love these shoes. These shoes look great. And the salesman is the perfect salesman for you. In other words, they sell you the shoes. And by the time you've worn them the second time, they start coming apart. They hurt your feet and so on and so forth. This is the 16 issue. People with 16 have to follow their gut feelings, okay? And, and uh, um, it, it, the other issue with 16 is that they feel hurt. They feel really hurt when other people don't appreciate their advice, don't follow it, it don't ignore it completely, and so on and so forth. But again, they're very insightful and have a lot of faith in other people. Um, and uh, even the universe in general, which includes their personal higher powers. But at the same time, um, this uh, latter part of this, uh, being um, uh, uh, feeling frustrated when other people don't appreciate or ignore their advice, the reason I always use that one on 16 is because it's one in six, which makes a seven. And this feeling of frustration when other people don't pay attention to them is something that's common 
to both six and seven and also common to one. And they're all encapsulated in this 16, in this karmic number, okay? And uh, um, the 19 is an interesting one. It's, it's the tensest core issue uh, because of the number itself. You figure one is the beginning, nine is the end. Okay, when we're dealing with the numbers. So this is like stretching a rubber band out to uh, its limit and going, oh, crap, what do I do now? Do I let it go or which hand do I let go of first, you know, because it's going to snap me, whatever I do, and so on and so forth. It's uh, either going to break or it's going to snap back. Okay. Um, in a stressful situation, people with this achievement number will usually choose the most extreme action that comes to mind. The first thing that comes to mind, and it's probably going to be the most extreme thing. In other words, um, the only way to release this tension is to let it go and think it through. Otherwise, it's going to snap. The rubber band will snap to one hand or the other, or, uh, cause one to uh, override the balance in thinking that the, solu that the solution, where the solution of the situation really exists. In other words, you know, uh, it, it's like where you, um, if you imagine a sort of a courtroom scene and there's somebody there who's done something bad. You know, not that bad, but just bad. And uh, uh, there's one side of the courtroom yelling, kill him, kill him. And the other one is going, mercy, let him go. He'll learn. You know, this is the dilemma that goes on inside the head of a, uh, a person with a 19. People, um, one teacher I know uh, uses the example of a person who can flip from one minute to the next, from Mother Teresa to Genghis Khan or Hitler. You know, in other words, they they want a final solution, but they're just not sure how to find that balance in making that final solution. And it shows up in their everyday lives. A lot of 19's biggest problem is uh, procrastinating or trying to figure things out uh, in order to work the best. Uh, because they're stuck with these two uh, first thing in the mind solutions and never get a chance to work their way to the middle, especially if it's something that happens fast, like whether or not you sign a contract or something of that nature. Okay. <clears throat> now the next master number is 22. And uh, this number, believe it or not, has an issue with the need for approval. Okay, uh, it's often a problem more so in their relationships because they've come to expect a positive response to whatever they do. And that's because of the strong sense of mission that comes along with the number and the sense of charisma, the, the how do I put it, the um, uh, validation of their own personal influence and their ability to influence others, you know, when something interferes with that, they get upset, okay? Um, they don't like to waste time explaining their plans in detail, approving that it'll work, because they have an inner sense that it will. So a 22 is not a person that you ask, uh, well, how are we going to do that? 
you know, a person with a 22 achievement number. And uh, this can sometimes be a problem because they don't feel like explaining it and will end up storming out of the door of the business meeting and saying, don't worry about it. I'll show you how to do it. You know, <laughs> and um, let's see, it's, it's like the uh, uh, basic number four that it comes from. They can't stand the idea of needing the approval of others to do their thing, okay? And this can cause a lot of tension, especially during their first pinnacle, because the first pinnacle is the same thing as the achievement number, gets the same number as the achievement number. So it means that uh, this happens a lot. You'll find a lot of uh, kids with an achievement number of 22 who uh, are uh, sometimes seem like terrors to their parents simply because they really resent being told what to do. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, and sometimes they'll, uh, um, uh, 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 because of uh, being forced to do something that they don't want to do or not being able to do what they want to do, it could bring a lot of uh, procrastination or it could even abandon some plan of theirs for the future that could bring in all the positive results of the master number 22. You see what I mean? Like uh, uh, a person who runs a major enterprise or is a tremendous worker for the disadvantaged around the world or a master politician who people really enjoy and like or the owner of dozens of movie theaters or film director who's successful. These things are all the kind of things that uh, 22s can do because the 22, whatever they do, will affect a lot of people. Now, um, it also brings, as I mentioned, charisma and trustworthiness. People tend to trust people with a 22 achievement number and persistence. In other words, they won't give up ever for any reason. Okay. Um, they'll use these abilities to overcome that need for approval and accomplish whatever they want to uh, uh, do. And that's why it's often called the mastermind. But in the old books, you'll find something interesting about 22. And that's, a, and that's that they say this person should never get involved in anything like sorcery or black magic, because the 22 is the number that invented that phrase, by any means necessary, you know, they'll achieve their objectives. Just as a person's a mastermind, I think I've even mentioned before on the uh, podcast, they can also be a criminal mastermind, all right? Now, 33, um, its issue is being too sympathetic to others. Uh, and it usually involves them becoming over-involved emotionally uh, with other people's lives at the expense of their own happiness and well-being. Uh, great spiritual teachers are shining examples of what this achievement number can do, but so are tyrants and warlords and so on and so forth. In other words, uh, they might for a while uh, do some great thing for their soldiers and their people, but at the same time, uh, because of the rest of the world around them, they're going to go down in a terrible way, and everything they did ends up being reversed. People with this achievement 
often get involved in other problems or causes in order to distract themselves from their own inner pain, which is usually caused by the impossible expectations that they have for people and for the future and so on and so forth. Um, it, It can also be caused by the expectations they have for the way that they're emotionally entangled with others. In other words, they're always trying to reach that ideal perfect state. And there's no such thing as perfect, okay? Even more so than the uh, 16, they hate it when their advice is not followed. But at the same time, they're usually extremely good at teaching or having the right thing to say at the right time. In other words, this is a number for a person who's a natural counselor, teacher. It's very good for doctors because they have the uh, best bedside manner, you know. And in other words, this is a person who always says the right thing to change the mood, uplift it, or uh, um, uh, uh, otherwise you know, uh, bring things back to where they should be instead of letting them go off the deep end. Because, see, the unconscious drive of the 33 is the spiritual principle of compassion. In other words, it's the understanding of the value of life, okay, and the uh, uh, value of life. Most people will interpret that as being, you know, everybody should be happy. It's everybody should be, ju- should just live, but that's usually not enough for us in this day and age <laughs> and so on and so forth. Yeah, you're so right. So now we've heard about the, the karmic numbers and the master numbers. What about the core issues of the numbers one to nine? Okay. Well, they're very similar to the ones found in uh, life path of birthday numbers, such as number one, their core issue is self-esteem, either too little or too much. <laughs> number two is uh, uh, usually oversensitivity. Either they're so oversensitive they can barely talk to people or completely insensitive in, in which way they just seem to be crude or brutish in their manner. Okay, uh, with the three, it's insecurity. It's that need for approval is so strong in the three. Okay, and they uh, always think they could do better or be better and so on and so forth. In four, uh, it's the fear of being over-dependent on other people. This is why fours are, are so good at figuring out practical things and things to do because uh, they don't want to have to depend on somebody else when the situation gets difficult and so on. They want to know what to do as opposed to uh, the three who uh, wants to know how to be, <laughs> you see. Um, with the five, the issue is uh, flexibility versus being too rigid or or too set in their ways, uh, either side of that can make for a big problem for them. And they can both make for a big problem for five uh, achievement numbers at the same time. In other words, uh, there's uh, um, something that uh, 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 they get a call at work and find out that there's something that their friends are doing that they really, really want to do. But then uh, they'll hold on to uh, 
this uh, idea that, no, I have to sit here and finish this job. I'd be failing myself and failing, you know, my fellow employees if I didn't finish this job. And then when the time comes, they'll get up and leave anyway. And they get the problems from both ends. They feel guilty all the way through the party. <laughs> and uh, then they come into work the next day and find out that there's a big problem because they didn't finish what they were supposed to. You see what I mean? This is this is five life. Um, the uh, six, um, their big issue has to do with responsibility, either avoiding it or carrying out at uh, carrying their responsibilities and duties out at the expense of their uh, happiness and well-being. Okay, uh, the seven is an issue of a lack of or too much faith, okay? Sometimes it's an issue about being different. Uh, in other words, um, sometimes the seven is uh, like someone who's a musician who spends most of their time at home practicing. And then when they do go out to have a social life, if it's not among people who pretty much do the same thing that they do. Um, they'll just feel so different. It's hard for them to meet new people and so on and so forth. You know, these are people who bring home work, bring their work home with them and, and uh, uh, carry their work to parties and meetings and so on and so forth. So uh, this is the seven issue. Um, and it may also have to do with faith. A uh, person who's a seven um, can uh, achievement number um, can often be uh, very, very religious. And I don't just mean uh, a traditional religion. I can also mean spiritual to the point where it's overwhelmed their life, you know, and on the other hand, a seven could be a total atheist who doesn't want anything to do with any uh, new agey or fluffy stuff or uh, you believe in what kind of stuff. <laughs> so a seven, you know, as you see, as the numbers get bigger, the issues get better. Okay, bigger. Um, <clears throat> the uh, eight, their issue usually has to do with too much focus on uh, things like money, authority, personal power. In other words, there's either too much focus on the lack of it or too much focus on protecting it or too much focus on um, acquiring these things, these material uh, uh, things. One way or the other, the focus is too strong on one of these issues, or there can be too much focus on one of these aspects of uh, uh, material life, okay? Uh, this has to do with their need for security. You know, the eight has a basic need for security and uh, um, uh, uh, consistency in, in the things that are going on around them. Uh, nobody gets more upset when their uh, investments uh, drop a little bit than an eight. Let's put it that way. And nobody gets uh, more excited and starts thinking about taking greater risks when their investments are all going up. Okay, so, so it brings up those kind of issues. Uh, the nine has an issue with absorbing the emotional pain 
of other people. Now, this is important because what happens with nines is that they tend to be protective by nature. But the way they tend to protect is by uh, either being so compassionate, you know, that, that they uh, are uh, willing to do anything for the person or by absorbing their own pain and taking it on, internalizing it, and start feeling like it's their problem, you know, uh, uh, they create their own problems, in other words, by um, uh, assuming that, uh, oh, yeah, that sounds like me, it must be me, you know. And plus the nine can take on any of the other eight uh, uh, core issues at any given time because nine is supposed to be containing them all. I'll be talking about this more in the future because we want to uh, uh, move on and talk about uh, other interesting aspects of the achievement numbers. So Yes, so what, <laughs> else, what else can you tell us about the achievement number, right? Yeah, well this is where it really gets interesting because of how many ways it functions in a numerology chart. Okay. okay. In, in what way? Yeah. Well, um, first, the achievement number is the same number of the first pinnacle. Okay. In other words, uh, uh, with the four pinnacles, the way you calculate them, the first pinnacle or the pinnacle of attainment is um, the sum, the numerological sum of the month and day. We reduce the achievement number to do this most of the time. Okay, uh, um, if it's one of those 13s or 14s or something like that, we generally reduce it in order to find out uh, what the number is. So you add up the month and day, and this is the way you get the uh, number of the first pinnacle. It's also the way you get the achievement number. Uh, the common way to calculate the pinnacles is by reducing first. But if you add together the month and day, it's easy for the subtotal to come out as one of the karmic or master numbers. And this is something that will really give you a lot of juice in a reading. Because say uh, the first pinnacle is like seven, but the achievement number actually turns out to be 16. Okay, you can look at that whole area of their life, that whole first portion of their life as being under the number of uh, uh, 16 as opposed to being under the number of the uh, first pinnacle. So in other words, by learning to read the achievement number, you're learning to read what happens during the first pinnacle, okay? Now, the first pinnacle can last anywhere from like 27 to 35 years of age. So this basically tells the story of the first person uh, first portion of life. So when we get the numbers one through nine for the pinnacle, that tells us some things. We can see the achievement is one of the karmic or master numbers, and that'll tell us more. Okay. And from there, we can see that by studying the pinnacle and the achievement number together, we can often tell the story of how the experiences of youth develop into the core issues that one will tend to face in life, you see. And this is especially true when we look at the formative life path cycle number, because you can compare it to that achievement number or first pinnacle, or you can use this to be the background of the circumstances of um, uh, 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 
the uh, 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 the circumstances in which the productive cycle number, the pinnacle number, uh, and the achievement number uh, experience like. Okay, you see what I mean in like in other words, like the formative life path cycle, the month number of the birthday, is sort of like the stage. And the pinnacle and the achievement number are sort of like the plot, <laughs> okay, the plot of the play. So uh, this is real numerology, by the way. Um, it's not something that you can easily memorize. And I'll say that again. It's not something that you can easily memorize. But once you have the basic principles you have a lot to say about this because it'll be easy for you mentally to say to yourself, well, we've got the stage, we've got the plot, and let's see what they need for their personal growth and development, what they experienced in their early lives, and where that's going. Then you've got a little 10-page book out of just the month and day of birth. And if you know the whole life path, then you know when the pinnacle change comes. So, you know, because the pinnacle, the first pinnacle lasts from, um, uh, you take 36 and then you subtract the life path number from 36. And that's the year in which the first pinnacle ends. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, no. So really it's like a developmental counseling session basically that it becomes it's a little book in itself so i, I like yeah. that little analogy um, and what i will say to our listeners is if you uh, are a bit unsure about the pinnacles roy and i did a podcast about that a couple of podcasts ago um so i will link that in the show notes here if you want to go and find out a little bit more about the pinnacle numbers so but moving on with the achievement number that though okay. what is what is the yeah. second example okay now the achievement number is funny because it has its own response to any sort of challenge, either with its positive traits or through the issues one is working through in life. In other words, um, if you know the major life challenge, which is operating throughout life, it gives the achievement numbers, gives you a powerful way to take it on and grab that challenge bonus. And that challenge bonus, as I call it, elevates the entire chart. All the numbers in the chart are brought into more positive aspects of their own nature by when you work with the challenges, okay? Especially when it turns out to be the reduced version of the achievement number. Like say someone has an achievement number of 33 and their major life challenge is six, okay? This is an example of that, you know, of how... uh, 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 the challenge becomes more important than the life path number itself, actually. The birthday challenge and its gift is pretty much uh, along the same lines uh, because it's really powerful for achieving your goals, especially if one of them matches the achievement number. Okay. Um, I, I know of one author who read any of the parts of the achievement number in this way to identify this sort of issue. Um, There are also the uh, main challenges, especially the heart's desire and the soul urge challenge, 
or one of the uh, um, lesson numbers, you know, the numbers that aren't strongly represented, uh, represented in the name when it's converted numerologically. We'll be covering this subject in depth in the second uh, podcast uh, coming about the uh, expression number. Okay, so matching the achievement can have a lot to say of great importance uh, to the person who's being read that dives into numerology, okay? Uh, in other words, um, outside of all the challenges, numbers in the chart, such as the life path, the expression, and others, have their own interactions with each achievement number, uh, whether they're the same or not. You know, in other words, like uh, say a person has an achievement number of four and uh, they uh, have an expression number of three. There's a certain interaction there that's unique to the achievement number, which will have to do with the uh, finding the easiest path or solution to any sort of problem that uh, they may be having as far as self-expression or uh, 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 advancing their own cause is concerned. It's, it's a very useful number for understanding challenges. And like I said, we're going to be doing a lot about this in the podcasts and in the uh, uh, blog posts, um, showing number comparisons and how they work and so on and so forth. And the achievement number is basically going to be the star of that particular <laughs> uh, post. Sounds yeah. like a, a very interesting number. So what about the third and final way then? Okay, this one's very easy for beginners to pick up. It's the best way to start learning the achievement number because um, uh, this is one of the most powerful, quick reading tools in numerology. And uh, the focus of this little talk is that the achievement number controls the personal year cycle. Okay, this is extremely important to know. If you take any year and add it to your achievement number, the numerological sum is your uh, personal year. We use this all the time. We use it in our... Um, Oh, what do we call the report that we that I write every year? The, uh, oh, the, uh, the pros prosperity planner. Prosperity planner. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly how uh, I do it. I uh, look at the achievement number, and then uh, I can see what the universal year is. Like this year's twenty twenty, so it's a universal year four. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Compare it to the achievement number, and boom, I know what's going on. Okay. Um, now, um, excuse me. <coughs> now, if a person has uh, um, uh, uh, an achievement number of one, it's a personal year five because the achievement number plus the universal year number equals the personal year number. Okay. There, once I know the person's achievement number, I can talk to them about this year or last year or the year in the future, um, uh, uh, what they're planning for next year. Oh, next year you're thinking about moving, aren't you? Oh, my God, yes. I get that all the time <laughs> just from comparing uh, the calendar year number 
to the achievement number. Oh, last night, uh, last year must have been uh, pretty tough as far as financial matters were concerned. Oh, yeah, we had a problem with this and that and the other. You know, it, it's uh, automatic. It, it's like almost like cold reading people. <laughs> but with gold reading, you have to learn a whole bunch of stuff. With uh, <laughs> the achievement number, you don't. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Uh, so I can also uh, see the core powers and issues and whether com- whether they're coming out uh, as they should under the influence of these other numbers. Now, um, not only that, not only with the year number, but the month number uh, which is standardized as 1 through 12. In other words, if August is the month that you're looking at, you add an 8 to the year number, which in the case of 2020 would be 12 or 3. Okay, and then you add the achievement number to it, and you know what the personal month is. You can do the same thing with the day. You add up the day, month, and year that you're looking at, and uh, uh, the numerological sum of that number plus the achievement number gives you the personal day. What could be simpler? <laughs> okay. I'll, um, sometimes I'll take it down to the day, uh, but I rarely do that. I only want to do that when I find, uh, uh, when I want to find um, a day on which uh, something is most likely to happen, okay? In other words, I've been talking about to somebody, um, well, you know, uh, uh, so how's your job hunt going or something like that? And they tell me, well, I've got three interviews. I've got one on the 5th, one on the 9th, and one on the 17th. And I notice that the month number is extremely good. I'll say the one on the 9th should be good for you. And usually I'm right. 99% of the time I'm right. (laughs) When I'm wrong, it's because there's something I'm not overlooking. I mean, I'm not looking at in their chart, like something having to do with the main number. Okay. And, And this is exactly the way we work with this achievement number. Not only that, when we get to the intensity table, we'll see the intensity of different numbers in the name, and we can use those to determine the strength of how accurate this uh, little prediction is going to be. There's a lot more in the advanced study of numerology that can go uh, 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 into the study of the achievement number because anything, Anything has a resonance with the achievement number, and it always has um, an explanation that makes sense, okay? In other words, the achievement number ties together the entire chart from both the predictive and the psychological viewpoint. It ties together the name numbers and the life path numbers. It may be the most important number to study, whenever you're studying personal numerology. Wow. Now, that, that's a lot. So I'm sure that everyone here in this will want to find out how they can learn more about the achievement number and what it has to say in their own charts. So have you got any suggestions about pe- how people can learn a bit more? Yeah, well, there's some great information about the achievement number in the reports that we currently produce, especially the Prosperity Planner, which covers all 12 months of each personal year from the angle of financial well-being mostly. Um, But there are going to be 
more ebooks and articles uh, on the achievement number coming from me as we uh, move forward. Um, and the various cycles and name numbers um, are also going to be available as they are put together. So as long as you stay tuned to the site, uh, you'll learn everything there is to know about this achievement number, and you won't get any numerology like this anywhere else on the planet. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> And um, what I will say to, to anybody listening to this, if you are interested in that prosperity planner, um, it normally comes out every November, but you can only usually get it if you're on our mailing list. So I'm going to put a link in this um, in the show notes so you can get on that mailing list so you can get the exclusive access to the prosperity planner when it comes out. But until then, thank you, Roy, and we'll see you next time. Okay, and uh, I'll be glad to be here next time because, uh, let's see, what's our next subject? I think we're going to talk about the birthday numbers next time. Aha. Yeah. Yeah, I love those. (laughs) (laughs) I love those guys. Yeah, the birthday numbers are a lot of fun because they're very helpful in uh, understanding the uh, second life path cycle, the uh, uh, cycle of uh, um, productivity. So... I'll look forward to it, and we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Absolutely. I can't wait. All right, Roy, I will speak to you soon. Okay. Thank Mm, you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Numerologist Podcast. If you loved it, make sure you subscribe, and don't forget to check the show notes for an extra special free gift.